0: It happened again, got into another conflict with someone. Was it at work, with a neighbor, online, somebody you live with? Do you find yourself at odds with people more than you want to be? In this video, I'm gonna talk about some major causes of conflicts in relationships and some things that you can do to help reduce unnecessary conflict in your own life. Hi, I'm Mac Frazier, pastor, blogger, writer, YouTuber, a bunch of other things, and I've been thinking and talking a lot lately about the subject of forgiveness, and related subjects. So let's talk about reducing conflict in your relationships. So why is it that we get into conflicts with people? Why do we get into fights with people we love and respect? Getting into fights with strangers doesn't require as much explanation, but still, we would like to do less of it, right? And I recognize some people live for conflict, and if that's you, maybe this won't be that helpful. And there are people who avoid conflict to the point where it's detrimental. I'm not really talking to that either. But then there are the conflicts that almost seem unavoidable, that we get dragged into, that seem to serve no purpose. Well, one of the major causes of that kind of conflict is focusing on being right over being good. Now here's the thing, being right and being good are meant to go hand in hand. Truth is all about understanding the world So that you can act in a way that brings more joy and reduces suffering to bring good into the world in traditional religious terms this is the tension between righteousness and mercy the law is the law but we want people to do well and you like anybody else probably have a built-in instinct that says that right matters what's true matters being correct is something you should strive for. And that's all true. But truth really only has value when it's in service to goodness. And we get into trouble when we lock in on being right and fail to be merciful, fail to be loving, fail to be forgiving. But let me tell you something that may help you out with this. Your identity is not founded in what you know. You are not the sum total of the things you're right about. If you imagine your mind having two parts, say one we'll call the intellect, that's the part that knows, that receives sensory input, that understands, but then also can take it up a notch and work through things, can imagine, manipulate, suppose, and hypothesize, and can deduce and can figure out and can develop fairly complicated understanding about how the world works. This is where wisdom grows in your mind. So that's one part. The other part of your mind, call it your will. That's where your basic desires, instincts, needs start, but also your higher loves your goals, your intentions. Now these are two important parts of who you are, and they're meant to work together, but one of them is meant to serve the other. And in fact, one of them, the will, is really the real you. And the intellect is a vessel for that, and it clothes that, and it's outside of it. And because all of our thinking and supposing and philosophizing and self-reflection happens in the realm of the intellect, it's very easy to come around to the idea that, well, I am my thoughts, but you're not. You are your desires, and your thoughts are just the expressions of those desires. So why does this matter when it comes to reducing conflict? We get into a conflict when we defend what we know, what we think, what we believe, when we make it all about the things that we have faith in, to use a religious term. But isn't it healthier to recognize that our intellect should let go of things that aren't true, and pick up new things that are true, all for the sake of serving our will, so that we can go and we can do good, and we can increase joy in the world and reduce people's suffering, and along the way be happier with ourselves. A purely rational approach says you should never take pride in what you know. What you believe to be true should be held loosely, so that when you encounter something that challenges it, you're ready to, if it's the right thing to do, adjust your understanding so that you can be even more effective at carrying out your will in the world. But that's not how it really happens. What really happens is we come to identify with our thoughts and our beliefs. And so when somebody presents us with something that is contrary to it, it feels like an attack on our identity. That's how it feels, but it doesn't have to be like that. Start thinking in terms of what I know, it's just what I know. It's a tool. and. Sometimes that tool is going to need sharpening, or maybe I, I need to put it down and pick up a better one. Hold those things loosely and that will reduce some of the conflict in your life. A second source of conflict is getting stuck in your own point of view. And I don't just mean in the sort of obvious, I'm being stubborn, I, I don't want to let go of my point of view way, which ties in with that that first issue of wanting to be righteous more than merciful, I mean, you have never seen through anyone else's eyes. Your perspective is the only perspective that you have direct access to. This biases your thinking and influences how you feel about things. Now, you can come to understand other people, but it takes work and it takes effort. It may not always feel like it's something that requires work and effort because there are lots of people in your life that you have some understanding of and it just kind of came through exposure. But when you're in a conflict with somebody, often what's going on is you're not properly understanding where they're coming from. And maybe they're not properly understanding where you're coming from. This is a two-way street. Now, I don't mean not properly understanding the ideas that they're holding, but rather understanding how they got there. In the end, for me, the goal is to be more loving. When I'm more loving, I'm happier, the people around me are happier. I really believe that's the point in life. To love somebody, you have to understand them. And to love somebody, more deeply, you have to understand them more deeply. So how do you deepen your understanding of another person? Well, you can practice active listening. I'm not gonna do a whole video on what active listening looks like. I encourage you to go look something up. Maybe I'll do an active listening video farther down the line. As a practice that's used in counseling, in conflict management, it's incredibly useful to be intentional about hearing the other person. The basics of active listening often involve trying to turn off the part of your mind that's planning on the next thing to say and to just be there for what the other person is saying. And it involves reflecting back what's said to make certain that what was sent was what was received. And active listening can involve asking questions. And that's really what I want to talk about here, specifically asking questions and even setting aside active listening as its own thing. Ask powerful questions. This is a great way of better understanding another person, even if you're not in conflict with them. Try this. Ask questions. And not just any questions, but powerful questions. Ask, well how did you come to believe that? And the question isn't meant to be a challenge, like how dare you believe that, or how could you be so stupid as to believe that, but rather tell me your story. Help me share that journey that you took that resulted in you arriving to this point of view. Bring me along. And as they talk, ask more questions. And when you ask questions, watch them. Watch their body language. There are gonna be some questions you ask which they'll answer without much change in their tone, change in their energy, change in their stance. But sometimes you ask a question that will get a physical reaction. Sometimes you'll see people close their body language up or open up or start to become more energetic. Pay attention to the questions that get those reactions. When you ask a question that somebody gets a little bit excited about, mind that vein, go down that path, that's the line of discussion that's going to help you see something deep about the other person. And once you have a deeper understanding of the other person, you will find you are less often in conflict with them. Even when you're in disagreement with them, just understanding who they are as a person, what they desire, getting a glimpse of their will, will make it so that you can navigate disagreements between your intellect and their intellect in a way that doesn't bring about conflict. So here's a question for you. What would be a powerful question somebody could ask you that would help them better understand you deeply? I hope this was useful to you. If it was, please consider subscribing. And if this is the first video you've seen from me on the subjects of forgiveness and reconciliation and conflict management, well, I've got a whole playlist that I'm working on and there are gonna be more in this series coming out in the near future. In the meantime, take care, bye. Hi, I'm Mac Frazier, podcaster, blogger, writer, YouTuber, coronavirus shelterer, what are we calling this?